I was just watching a show on Amazon that is a Nordic, it's like a, Nor- a Nordic noir show. And Ooh. so then I was reading recaps of it, but the pilot was split into two when it came over here. So all my numbering was off and I was like, did I miss like huge things happening oh, in these episodes? No. Yeah. Uh, no. So I, I've, I eventually worked that out, but it was a similar Wait, issue. Yeah. I need to know what this show is. The show what is it? called Fortitude. I tell, I've, yes. it's gotten to where I'm actually banned from talking about it at work because I was talking about it too much and everybody was like, <laughs> shut up. But it's like, um, lost the TV show lost, but with a coherent story where things mm. work out it ends in 12 episodes and it's set on a uh, basically a town built on a glacier that's completely isolated and there's a murder. What? It's amazing. That. that sounds perfect. Yeah, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Stanley Tucci's the only recognizable name in it. But, the Tucci? Uh, the Tucci's loose! Yeah. He is astounding at it. It's like one of his best roles. And if you've seen um, the Danish version of The Killing, the lead woman in that show is also in this show speaking English. It's just like I was, astounding. I was going to read her it's name, a... but it's got symbols that I don't recognize as letters. Yeah, I don't ever say her name. I never say her name. Sophie something. <gasps> Grobel? Oh. Grobel? Something? <laughs> yep. The A has a hat. And the O is not an O. It's been crossed out. <laughs> That's probably how she introduces herself, I'm sure. <laughs> the O is winking. Yeah. What? Oh, it's and, and Michael Gambon. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Dumbledore yeah. is in it. Dumbledore. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, Dumbledore uh, the second. Somebody. The second. Yeah. I heard some another person recommending this recently. and But if they had just said uh, Nordic Noir, I would have been sold. I'm in now. With the Tooch. And the Tooch. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So great. Nordic Noir it's plus the, the Tooch. Like, Kamal and I finished it, and then, like, two days later, we were just looking at each other, and Kamal was like, I miss sports. <laughs> I was like, I miss, <laughs> I miss it so much. I, my, my pulse is elevated. I am so excited to watch Let's just talk about that show. Let's not talk about Let's Nightmare probably just talk about, I'll be back in a tight 12 <laughs> to talk about Fortitude with you. All right. Or. Or. A-N-T-M, huh? <laughs> eh? Eh? Uh, Emily Gordon. For your Voices the World Month, you had us watch America's Next Top Model, a competition <laughs> show for uh, tall women. Uh, Not always. They have most, short seasons, yes. too. <laughs> uh, so tell us, what's your favorite thing? What's your major compliment for that? For A-M-N-T. Uh, or A-N-T-M. A-N-T-M. Come on, guys. Get with it. I've been watching the show for all 22 cycles that it's been on. And Are you required to say that? Uh, can't say no. seasons would she get mad at you for some reason she's real in the cycles and i'm i'm on board and uh <laughs> it's just a very comforting show it's it's formulaic similar to law and order it's formulaic yes. in a wonderful way and uh i like watching women uh being pretty and i like watching women have interesting conversations with each other and i love tyra banks and i'm a tyra banks apologist so <laughs> oh we're yeah. gonna need that tyra banks apology yeah for later. i'm sure you are <laughs> are, are we are we? I don't know if we These are. These episodes guys. we watched, she came off as just wonderful and like benevolent. I mostly liked her in these episodes, crazy. but don't, Chris, don't ever forget Model Land. Ooh, that's I read true. it. Have you guys read yeah, it? We yeah, we read it for the show. Yeah. Oh my god, I could not, and I love Tyra. I could not get through a hundred. <laughs> oh, pages. it's the Ooh. craziest thing. It is the most <laughs> bonkers book I've ever. Like it, there's no coherence. I just, oh, I would love to just sit her down and be like, tell me why you, th- what you thought. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the beginning, Tyra. <laughs> uh, awesome, uh, Tanya. Why don't you be next? I can't wait to hear what you say about this show too. Well. Gosh, I actually, I was going to compliment Tyra. <laughs> you, what what do you like about her? No, no, what do you I like? I mean, so many things. But I think, um, so not too long ago, we watched Dance Moms. Yep. Yes. And and to my surprise, I actually, I found myself really 
liking Abby Lee in the first couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. And then we got to, we also watched some things from like very recent seasons and she shifts a lot. Like she, I mean, and part of it is that she wasn't in the spotlight before the show. And so the show obviously changes her over the course of it. Um, But what I love is the consistency that Tyra has when she's connecting with these models and talking with them at various points throughout the seasons. It's, always very similar and like she's she really is herself in a way that feels very relatable and consistent and i yeah, yeah for, i really for a life that couldn't be less impressed. relatable to me she did seem very relatable <laughs> she's super relatable. she's real she's, she's real she's really real and she's very strong and like and yeah i just i so enjoyed i so enjoyed her like even when she I said she was like expect. she was like uh uh Oh yeah, I dated a model in Italy or he cheated on me and I was like, "Oh, poor thing. Like I get that. We're the same." <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That's she is that's what I'm saying. She makes it seem relatable even when it's not. Yeah. Um I'm going to I'm going to actually do mine now cuz that's sure. sort of related yeah, cuz yeah, mine yeah. is from uh, season 2 episode 10 which we watched which is oh the f- the first one of the ones that we watched. The title is The Girl Who Cheated. So you, oh, yes. so you know it's coming. Oh, of course. Uh but the models go on a trip to Milan. And there they invite over these hot Italian guys they met earlier. And the, so I, I know this is coming. Uh, but then the dudes show up and they brought lasagna. They just <laughs> yeah. showed up to hang out with girls in hot tubs and they brought a lasagna. And so I was, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, of course, obviously, they che- obviously you cheated. He brought you, like, not like as an exchange, yeah. but like, I would, if you just showed up with lasagna, I think I'd want to. Not just that I'd have to, yeah. but I would want to. I mean, to. it's a real aphrodisiac food for sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. feeling heavy and then getting into a tub. Just <laughs> layers of noodles and cheese. Oh, it God. is heavy, but it's also time consuming. So the fact they brought something so labor intensive, they didn't like pick up a cannoli. Like they brought you <laughs> a whole lasagna. It somehow feels racist too, and I don't know. I'm not sure why. <laughs> somehow it's racist. I was gonna go worse and be like, "Oh, I'm sure one of their moms made it." You know. <laughs> yeah, those live at home, thirty year old Italian men. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's only racist if you if you take take from this that every Italian man just walks around with a whole lasagna. I mean, it, uh, I, I think I think they probably were like, let's have him bring like put on a bunch of mustaches and chef's hat and bring in pizzas and go, oh, pizza pie. They walk around like, just spinning the dough in the air as they go down the street. <laughs> they're like, let's take it down one notch, but only one notch. <laughs> I was so happy to see that, Chris. What's your major compliment? Um, my major compliment is uh, that, I mean, this show has taught me a lot about modeling and the different skills involved. Yeah. It's not just something you're born with. That there are a lot of skills, but no, one of sometimes is it's finding the light. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> or cover girl. Yeah. But, you know, they, they really do have to find the light. And the models consistently, like the ones that are able to get their face in the light yeah. most of the time are the ones that, that succeed. Yeah. And, you know, just like giving me some vocabulary to start, like, making sense of this stuff. <laughs> I was really waiting for you to say to start modeling. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. No, Give but just to start making. Because, like, know, you know, Chris. how do you tell which is the, you know, who's doing a better job at standing there and being thin? You know, yeah. I, I mean, Chris, it's, and, Chris, you're a good looking guy, but I don't think you have a future in modeling because you're not in an ice cream truck near Tyra's apartment. Yeah, that's no. all it takes, apparently. That's a huge <laughs> help into the industry. Yeah. <laughs> or all of a sudden she sees an uptick in like ice cream de- uh, guys with like good bone structure. <laughs> right just after the season starts, house. she walks yeah. out down her stairs and there's just 40 ice cream trucks lined up on the street in front of her house. Yeah. Just everyone <laughs> wants to make it. <laughs> Uh, and I will say, it, I, maybe it was like, a, oh, it was a year ago, I was on a uh, red carpet accompanying Kamel to this event, 
and I felt someone behind me like touching my back and I was like, what? Uh-oh. And this person w- goes, honey, your bra strap's showing. And I turned around, it was Miss J. Alexander. Oh, Miss <gasps> J. And I, I was like, oh, 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 and I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was like, I love you so much. I'm such a big fan. I've watched the show forever. And he was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And then uh, the next oh, day no. I tweeted that Miss J. Alexander fixed my bra strap at, at a, a ceremony and, and he like retweeted it. And I was like, didn't follow me, of course but retweeted it and I was like no. well I could die now like he touched me in a very yeah. confident manner and just was like honey please you... and I was like I'm getting coaching I'm getting coaching <laughs> that's amazing but you can't die because he didn't follow you so you have to live on in Hollywood hell forever <laughs> I was a little like, come on. I like, I mean, I might even, we, I mean, come on. We were on the car. so bad. Yeah, could be in there. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, mostly bad books and movies and TV. Sometimes good stuff. Sometimes we'll find out. Uh, I'm not sure how everybody feels at this point. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can join me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Alex, it's it's like we're monkeys in a cage, and then, then you throw some bananas in there. Things are going to go crazy, all right? <laughs> Is that about... That's about the... It was about Dick. That's right? about Milano and the cheating. Oh yeah, that was the cheating. It was it was bananas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or uh, bananas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, just That's check. what I said. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us today on Third Mike, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, also in our Brooklyn studios. It's Tanya Smith. You know, it's sexy as hell, but it doesn't look hoish. It's great. <laughs> good job. <laughs> good yeah. job. Good job, everyone. It did. That did almost make it feel like this is impossible. <laughs> it was like, I mean, oh, it's, man. it's definitely very You're difficult. aiming for a narrow window. Yes. Oh, it's a small moving target. <laughs> it's a thin, very thin, starving, <laughs> sexy line. That's how they're able to slide through that narrow window. They're all very it's one of those, ones. yeah, one of those medieval casement situations. <laughs> yeah. Also, joining us, you guys, we have a very special guest this week. She's the author of Super You, Release Your Inner Superhero, co-host of the Indoor Kids podcast, and she's at the Gyno Mite on Twitter in Los Angeles. It's Emily Gordon. I just want to tell you that some people have wars in their countries, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually a quote from America's Next Top Model. <laughs> some of oh them are God. not great at talking. No, it was the most appropriate because a girl was like crying and freaking out over her makeover, and then that oh was the other no. girl's response to her. <laughs> oh, I love that. Actually, that's great. It is good to keep some perspective on. Absolutely. Like, yeah, they had some frivolous problems, which I understand it's a stressful situation, but like, yeah, it's not the worst. You know, we learned that hair does grow back given time and vitamin B. That is something that is repeated quite often on the show. <laughs> Usually, knowledge that comes from someone's mom via a phone. <laughs> Exactly. It's nice that they're able to call their boyfriends and parents so that someone can tell them that their hair will grow back. It'll grow back. It's okay. (laughs) This is episode number 330 of the podcast. We've now done as many episodes as the number of uh, mocha pots sold worldwide. Whoa. You know, those little octagonal stovetop espresso pots. Yeah, okay. only 300. Uh, huh? th- theirs is in millions, but ours is... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but they're very... Uh, yeah, I should have said... I, I messed that up. Anyway, um, 
So the, the I, but I love it. So I was reading about uh, Mocha Pots, which have sold 330 million uh, worldwide. Uh, they oh, were, they're great. Owned by Renato Bialetti, who's that like cartoony guy on the side of the pot. And he uh-huh. passed away last week and was Aww. buried in a giant mocha pot. That's no. not true. That's true. They Good put, night. They, he, was, he was cremated and his urns were put into a giant mocha pot and then buried, which is kind of adorable. I, yeah. I don't, is, is this? No. Yep. This, do these people sponsor you guys? What's going on? <laughs> I just like to research the number that we're on and uh, this is what I've learned and it was great. I want... I, it makes me think that I should because that was like his passion. He spent his whole life working on building this brand and this this particular invention. Um, I haven't invented anything, but I would like to be buried in a milkshake straw. I think just that, the straw. Yeah, it, that defines me. But, but the I, big one, <laughs> big straw. But if I may say, you could also then say you would like to be buried in a straw. <laughs> or <laughs> no, it has to be you, thick for milkshake. It has to be big enough. Okay, well then that could be a pixie stick. Uh, straw. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The large pixie sticks yeah. that are the plastic. Oh. Or uh-huh. you could be a a, a coke addict. <laughs> oh, there's a hey. couple of options there. I just think you need to be yeah. pretty clear. That's he so loved uh, rigid tubes. <laughs> That's what they'll say about Alex. Big fan. Big big fan. I I think it would be. I think my people would know. I feel like maybe the or, Bialetti people stop by your house with a lasagna, Alex. You can tell us. It's okay. Show us on the doll. How about if um, if I'm uh, there's a, a soft serve machine and my remain my cremains are excreted out of with a handle into the grave? Uh. Big fan. Of my- <laughs> oh, roof stoof, Alex. <laughs> You've given us a lot to think about here. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Speaking of things that made me think about my own mortality, this week we're talking about America's Next Top Model. Uh, we watched a variety of episodes. So Emily's seen them all. Tanya's seen a few. Chris has seen a few. I've seen a few different ones. We all definitely watched <laughs> 2.10, The Girl Who Cheated, and 4.7, um, which was where they had to... The girl who drove Tyra over the edge. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. That was the one with the yelling. Tyra's epic meltdown, yes. Right. Oh, so yeah. good. She yells out of love. She does. <laughs> she does the best possible yelling that ever has been yelled. Amazing. And then we also watched some things from 5 and 6, and then we all definitely watched 20.01, where they let the boys join. Yeah, boys, boys in, the house. in the house. That's right. <laughs> the boys are back. Well, and the boys keep saying, like, we need to take over, as opposed to just, like, let's hold our own. At a, like, <laughs> maybe you don't have to own. There was, yeah, yeah. There was clearly a directive from the top of like yeah. this needs to be a competition, but also you should have sex all the time. Like <laughs> they were like dueling uh, uh, notes from the producers. Is my guess. I like the idea that somebody was you guys. You, guys, you know what? You know what works really well? Sex. And then everyone yeah. was like, "Oh, brilliant!" And then they brought in the boys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because. Good. There had been a couple of episodes where uh, there have been a couple of lesbians on the show, and a couple oh, sure. of times yes. girls had hooked up with each other, yes. and they were like, "Well, that's exciting. How can we get more of that?" <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, we saw that, or at least I watched that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you, you guys saw that? As a, was that season four? That was uh, with Kim. Uh, Kim. Yeah, Kim was the main, and then there was like she was like the other girl was like teetering, not sure if she was a lesbian. Yeah, but yeah. Was like yeah. yeah. Kim's thing is a uh, is a uh, winning over straight girls. That's her superpower. Yep. Well, that works. It absolutely works. And and and, and it was so sad because she like her temporary girlfriend like was going through a lot of stuff and then immediately got eliminated. So she had a lot yeah. of time to think about it. Packed home and sent, sent sent back home with all of her feelings. Her boyfriend, Babyface Charlize, had to Babyface Charlize by herself for a while. 
<laughs> All right, so Emily, you had us pick this. Why are you picked this for us? Why this show? Tell tell us about your your history with A N M A N T M. You do this. It's A N T M. Also, you can just say America's Next Top Model. It's so long. Or Top Model. Okay. So tell us about your history with Top Model. I think I've been watching it. I think since the beginning. I don't know if I was on board first season. I maybe got on board second season or third season. But I, at one point in my life, had maybe not such a positive relationship with other women and maybe not such a positive relationship with my own looks and all that stuff. So I think maybe I started watching it out of some sort of a uh, wanting to be disdainful or wanting to, like, you know, be... Sort of hate watch it? Hate watch it, yeah. I think initially. And then I kind of started loving it and started really enjoying it. And then I just started really embracing that I loved it. And I really love Tyra. And I think uh, a lot of people make fun of Tyra. Uh, I think... Some of people's knock on Tyra uh, is that she maybe takes herself a bit too seriously. I mm. totally see that. Yeah, but I'm actually okay with that. Uh, I love all the judges. I just, um, I developed such a relationship with the show. And it's a show that when people, I tell people I watch it, they, most of them either don't think it's stupid that I watch it or don't believe I watch it or think it's like ironic. No part of me is ironically watching this. <laughs> I love it. I love it endlessly. Uh, but, well, and except I, you did it be- at the beginning. So Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely true. And, and maybe for a season I watched it ironically. Um, but, you know. It's so hard to sustain ironic watching or ironic. There's too much good TV on. You really It's not yeah. sustainable anymore. It's true. Well, and, and a lot of stuff wins you over. I Yeah. If you put time into watching it, it's, it's hard to – like either you find a reason why you secretly love it and then pretend it's ironic. I don't know. It's like I say, dude. Like, I started saying it ironically, and it's been years since that was... The, now I just like it. You know? Yeah. You, anytime you that start doing something ironically, it takes over. The, um, yeah, I, uh, I, my theory is that if you hear a song five times, you'll like it. <laughs> just, <laughs> is there a ceiling? Is there a t- number of times where it's too much? Uh, I mean, maybe. Some songs maybe play so much that you go from liking it to hating it again. Um, but I will say, if you hear a song five times, by the fifth time, you're like, well, it's not so bad. I have this thing happen where I f- like a song starts and I recognize it, but I don't know if I like it or not, but I assume I do because I recognize it. And That's so like, exactly how they get you. That's how they get you. I love the song, me. and then like it starts continues playing, and someone's like, really? Like, oh, no, I hate it. I just, it's the same at the beginning. The feeling starts the same way. And that's yeah. how you end up getting a One Direction tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You just come to months later. <laughs> Wait, how is it still five listens for a tattoo? That seems... Uh, maybe that's 10, that's maybe 15. I mean, I feel like the bathrooms at my work are really testing this theory because they pipe the radio in. And so I every bathroom break I take during my work day is is the soundtrack is One Direction or The Weeknd or Rachel Platten, who I've gone from being fine with to really not liking... <laughs> There's just too many times, too many times with that. I think song. I'm I sorry. think One Direction is a good theme for bathrooms. Okay. It's also all right, all right. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I can go. Let's not push it. My new, yeah, my new favorite hat trick is anytime a pop song comes on, I go, "Oh, I've peed to this." <laughs> uh, so, Chris, why don't you summarize for us? Then, okay. Uh, just get get a, if, in case someone has not seen the show. Summarize for us in the style of Tyra Mail. Oh man, it's like cryptic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to yell Tyra Mail. <laughs> Tyra Mail! And then later they go Skull Mail! When like uh, it's the elimination mail comes. Uh, I don't yeah. know where Skull Mail came from, but at some point Whoa. that happened. Yeah. I, like oh, wow. that. I also think that they may have been told to be excited about Tyra Mail because it never gives them any information except what time to wake up. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And it's always like one person's designated to read at that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway. Clearly, yeah. It's the one person in the room who watched the producer put the envelope down and go, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, weird. yeah. So if it just if it wasn't a producer, if it just magically appeared in the house somewhere, that would be more exciting. Or there was like a series of uh, the pneumatic. That'd be tubes. kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What What if Tyra was magic? <laughs> so America's Next Top Model is a competition <laughs> show uh, where we are trying to find uh, from all these amateur models uh, somebody uh, to be the next top model to win a big modeling contract and and some exposure and and some prizes and and all that stuff. Chris, I already um, have one so, question for you about yeah. that. So is it all these yep. amateurs? It is an amateur exclusive show cuz it seemed like earlier on they didn't have any experience and later on it seemed like maybe some people did. Well, there's uh yeah, so you can get paid sort of freelance model or stuff like that. My understanding, but these are not people who are uh under contract from agencies. Okay. These yeah. are not people who are, you know, kind of just trying to to burst into the scene and and kind of make it. Yeah, and so, getting signed is like part of the thing they're yeah, hoping getting to Getting signed to is do. is right. the big deal, but also the big uh, you know, photo shoot in name your magazine with fancy photographer is is a good one too okay uh so it follows the basic elimination reality show uh format right so you've got the contestants and they do a number of challenges during each one hour episode there's something that uh is more like an instructive game or activity um towards the big photo shoot the big one is they do a big photo shoot where each model gets their photo taken in some sort of theme or there's some sort of challenge or something that they're really really looking for in those shoots and then also sometimes afterwards there's like a kooky activity challenge like cut up this t-shirt in an interesting way or read a teleprompter. Sometimes it feels like they came up with the challenge right before it happened. Yeah, read a teleprompter. Guys, it's 22 rude. cycles. It's, it's hard. It's hard to come up with stuff. Yeah, generating content's hard. The gruel is thin. Yeah, so the judges and there's Tyra Banks who is, you know, supermodel, uh, you know, guru extraordinaire. Author. They're novelist. Author. Yes, novelist, uh, talk show host, uh, cookbook author. I don't know. She's probably done a million things. Sure. Um, so she's the, the head judge. And then there's Nigel Barker, usually, who's the British photographer guy. Noted fashion photographer. Yes, noted, noted fashion photographer. Uh, for the early parts, there was, uh, sorry, who was it? Emily, a little help. Uh, Janice Dickinson. Yeah, Janice was, Dickinson. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and then there was also Twiggy, and then there were you know others, uh, sort of former also supermodels, uh, and they've had other sort of fashion critics on. So Andre Leon Talley was on for a season. Uh, Brian Boy. Uh, they had Kelly Catrone. You know, there there have been a, a kind of a range of people who really really know what they're talking about with regards to looking at pictures of models and judging how successful they are at being photographed in different ways. Yeah, um, talking about your body without seeming entirely skeezy. That is their main superpower. They're doing their best. They're doing their best. And they yeah. really do. I, I don't think any of it's ever... Like, they just are viewing them as objects, which is both comforting and also always weird. Yeah. Always I would weird. say occasionally Nigel dips into the a little skis. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little yeah. bit. Most of them but avoid... very handsome. I was expecting... <laughs> <laughs> that he is. That is true. That makes it okay. Most people, I, I actually like a lot of people seemed not skeezy, which was great. There was like... Yes. Stephen Fairchild almost sounded skeezy. Well, I think he's just a quiet talker. And quiet the talkers way he almost said always sound, sound creepy, yeah. When you, yeah, yeah, when you're quiet talking, you're like, the prettiest girl gets to sleep in my bedroom. Like, it doesn't sound <laughs> entirely like but, an objective Okay, the way show. you said that, it sounds like he'll be in his bedroom next to all his dolls. Yeah, it does. That's how he sounded. Yeah, woof. It, did, it uh, sounded so. like the whole episode of the prize was to sleep with Stephen Fairchild. That's what it sounded like. And I don't think it was. And the girls are all trying to, like, throw it so they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting for second place here. How about 
Turtleneck sweatpants. So the girls, I mean, it's all very stressful. It's very emotional. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, being self-conscious about, you know, your hair, your look, uh, you know, how you pose, your walk, all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, one girl gets eliminated each time and it's, it's very emotional. But or Tyra, more. Or more sometimes when somebody can't handle the pressure and they quit because of stress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so the way they reveal... Okay, so the way... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they say who goes home... Uh, there's all these other shows where they just say the name of the person eliminated, and Tyra goes with the el- the other method where you name every single person who's not eliminated. Yep. Yep. Which <laughs> takes up you know t- twenty to thirty minutes each time, and so you have a lot of that. And she turns around a picture each time, so she'd be like, and she always says the next name I'm going to say uh, instead yes. of just saying the name uh, or the next. Oh, I know. Anyway. She she fills she fills with the best. I love filling. it. But she, she turns around the picture of the person who gets to stay and says the name. And the, except sometimes there's two people left. The page is blank, and you both go home. <laughs> yeah, that's always a fun time. And then sometimes it's uh, she. I, there was one time that she did a photo, and it was like she had put two photos of the two models that were left together into one piece of paper. Oh, nice! And she's like, "You're both staying." <laughs> she's like, oh, I saw this, that one. A slave to this photo paper thing. <laughs> yeah. She's real stuck on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good conceit. Yeah, so, just, and they all live in a house, and there's drama because some of them have boyfriends or fiancés or whatever. And some of them dick punch each other. <laughs> and it's, like, it's also yeah. like you have ones that are like super young. Oh, you're thinking. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Wait, what? Chris, what was this? Chris H. Don't you remember the, that, Chris? In, in, yeah, Chris yeah, the, H in the, the first and the dick punching. Oh no, yeah. I didn't see that part. In the, the oh, first yeah, was real spazzy. The first episode of Dudes, <laughs> there was a guy who was like, "Oh, I know how to make friends with guys." So he puts on boxing gloves runs through the house just dick punching every one of the dudes and the guys not surprisingly don't find it hilarious <laughs> and that poor little guy and on later episodes is like i don't have very good social skills i'm really gonna try and make some friends here he, right before the dick punching he was like i'm here to make friends that was his reality <laughs> yeah. show mistake weird like they do i mean obviously they cast it because they want people of varying social skills varying degrees of like being good on camera varying degrees of everything but it's like that is such a tough thing to like if you're like 17 or 18 and you're in a house with all these like late 20s like it's just a very it's a they're all the hottest people you've ever been in a a room with and by the way everybody came into that room having been the hottest person they've ever been yeah like they've always been the hottest person in their town yes or the one the hottest plumber in alaska yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or there was the one super hot, awkward girl who's like, I didn't know I was pretty. And she uh, really didn't because she had no idea. Yeah. And then you put them all in a room together and it's like, yeah, that's a powder keg. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. Uh, but also like, you know, there it, it's also a lot of stress like any reality <laughs> yeah. show. So like even though, you know, you could be like this cultish, you know, six foot one girl who just, you know, is is still in a growth spurt. You know, there's also all this stress and you're probably – not good at coping with a bunch of pressure. Oh yeah, and, and it's re- constantly I mean, being it's criticized pressure. for who you are. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. yeah. You'll be you'll be told that your legs aren't good. Like yeah. just, <laughs> a lot of things could happen. Fix that immediately. <laughs> like what? There was one season where a girl from the first episode to the seventh or eighth episode put on. I'm not kidding. Twenty pounds, what? maybe twenty five wow! pounds. <laughs> like she just. I think maybe she was stressed out. Maybe she had not. I think she's. I think her backstory was that she was poor, so she didn't have a lot of food around. So she just ate like crazy. And it was, wow. like, noticeable. Like, even I, and I was like, you know, you never watch these things, like, criti- criticizing these women's bodies. But I was like, 
Hey, she's looking a little. She's a little fuller. She's looking yeah, a little fuller. Changed. A little thicker thick. milkshake. From and one so episode then, to another, that is really impressive. I one hundred percent know. I am sure for a fact they did a challenge where she was. Everybody had to be wrapped in cords just because <laughs> then she you could tell how fat she was. Like oh, it just was no. like designed to highlight any anything other than a real thin body would look ridiculous wrapped in cords. And I was like, well, there they go. They're gonna get rid of her now. <laughs> and then they did. Oh, man. But I think that's what I would do if I was in that house. I would just You'd stress eat myself. Oh, stress right. Me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I already it's, I already eat like I think I get a new body at the end of the billing cycle, and I have no stress in my life so i can't imagine what it'd be like with craft services and stress yeah exactly i think it's probably uh i think it's probably i'm, I'm surprised it has not happened more often but it, it, that's the only time i've ever seen that happen do they have i believe one of our episodes had a like plus size model yes that is yeah. something yeah. they do on occasion okay, yeah cool yeah yeah. You can be plus size. You just can't become plus size. I guess. <laughs> you can't transition. You can't weight classes <laughs> over the, the course of the show. Yeah. And they also Magically. did have a plus size girl who was losing too much weight, and they were like, "Hey, oh. you're going to have to because what you also can't be is in between." Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's not going to work. So so they've had they've had some plus size women. They added men later. They've had a couple of trans people on the show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the other like uh, times where they? Uh, open, broke the mold? Yeah, broke the mold from their own... It would be like... There was one girl they had on that had... Um, I'm going to say vitiligo, but I don't know if that's correct. I Just like right. the dis- discoloration and skin patches. That, oh, I and she, saw uh, like one of the summaries of an episode was about yes, somebody's skin um, And she's African-American, but she had like these interesting kind of white patches that were very symmetrical. That girl has gone on to become like a very successful oh, yeah, runway total. model. Yes. Um, which is kind of cool. And, and, that's always, and there was one girl... The the that was like a burn victim. I'm not kidding. Oh, so her whole body was covered in these very interesting looking, kind of elegant looking scars, but scars nonetheless. Whoa. Um and she always kind of tries to do things like that to make people like have some more representation. The guy who won this past season uh was deaf and ah. one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh yeah, he like he now has an app where he teaches people how to sign while like almost naked because he's oh, got a great geez. body. Okay. But like that's yeah, fantastic. She's, she's fantastic. There was one girl that was going blind. There's like a there's been a host of uh Do you have just... the name of that app, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend who's really interested in sign. I mean, I followed him on Instagram, but I have not bought the app yet. I've not gone that far. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'd check it out. His I, name? What is his name? His name? Fire! Oh, shit! I, I can't remember. I always name. learn stuff better when I'm also horribly intimidated. It really <laughs> gets me going. I thought you were going to say horny. Yeah, that also <laughs> horribly, works. terribly, horribly horny. Are they so terribly different? Can I be both? Yeah, it's usually both. <laughs> Um, do you, or have you been, okay, other question about that. Cause you mentioned that, uh, that that person with the, the scars had gone on to a great runway career. Mm-hmm. How, this is what I always wonder with shows like this. How are they actually kingmakers? Like how many no, people do get careers out of it? Not at all. And it's the exception is it's like, I would say there's like three or four girls, no winners, but three or four girls that have gone on to be pretty successful actresses. Uh, Anna Lee Tipton, who is in a show called A to Z, uh, no, not A to Z. Uh, I forgot the name of the show. But it only ran for one season, but she was the star of that show. Oh, okay. The woman who played Whitney Houston in that Lifetime movie was a contestant. Oh, like, they'll oh, show yeah. up in movies sometimes um, and TV shows, and that's kind of awesome. But model-wise, one girl named Eva Marcel, 
uh, Eva Pigford was her. God, I know way too much. Yeah, about oh her. no, very yeah, impressive. I remember yeah. Eva Pigford for sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she went on to be a pretty it. successful model and married like an NBA star, and like nice. she's doing pretty well. Uh, I checked on a couple. One, I checked on Kim. Uh, well, first I was I was sort of guessing that Kim was going to win. Um, yeah, I thought Kim had a decent chance, and and she did not. But she is currently the vice pre- a vice president at Citigroup in equity derivative sales, so she's doing That's all right. right. She wait, and that Kim, was like a thing I heard baby about. Babyface Charlize, yes, yes. Uh, what? Wait, the, Kim the Kim the girl who turns straight girls. Uh, yes, yeah. She, uh, yeah. It turns out she doesn't have an illustrious modeling career, but she does in equity derivative sales. She's, that is amazing. She's doing great. Yeah, she's doing real well. Yeah. Some of the girls have like committed crimes. Some of them have like mm-hmm. some like one of them like Jade. M- yes, <laughs> oh Jade. Oh Jade. So we'll never forget in that. <laughs> oh Jade. God bless you. That commercial is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was amazing. What was the with Jade? There was this girl named Jade, and she she threw Jade. shade everywhere that. Shade could be thrown. Oh yeah, man! And then Her she show is so confident. Jade's shade. Yeah, she. Yeah, Jade. Jade is supremely confident in her abilities, but has no reason to be. Absolutely, that's exactly correct. That is exactly correct. And oh. that is like built-in reality TV show comedy gold. Because like, what do we love? We love somebody who thinks they're fancy who gets you know laid low. Yeah, and she is just constantly doing that. But you know, somebody they had this like imp- insult improv game or something like that, where <laughs> people are like, you know, Jade was taking it too far. I didn't tell Jade she looks like an eighty-five-year-old woman, but she does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then she had to do this Cover Girl commercial, and she had she had like a long stretch in the beginning of the commercial where she could improvise, and then there were just two lines at the end that she had to say. Yep, and she spent so much time twirling and saying hello to people that when it came time to talk about the product she couldn't remember anything any even easy breezy beautiful cover girl that was I the line she goes one of that was one of the, the one of two lines i could definitely yeah. nail that one yeah. yeah she was like this is lightweight and then she swore yeah <laughs> she swore oh man did uh, not get kicked off that week jade jade let's see Ugh. Um, was this okay? I'm trying to find more about this. Is Jade episode. still with us? Is she alive? Do we? Know? Oh, you know, I think so. I don't. Okay. Not many of them have passed away. Usually, it's addiction that takes them out uh, if yeah. they're going to go anywhere. But <laughs> I think she's still alive. I mean, I, I mean, Kim Sol is dead now. That she works for Citigroup. <laughs> <laughs> got, it's a, the bank's terrible. Um, <laughs> that's a weird opinion to throw in there. Um, yeah, yeah, this very <laughs> political podcast about you. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see that one from season six, but was that okay? I think season six was the one where they had to do the one that I saw was the one where they had to do. Um, oh, the crumping. Oh, maybe that was the crump. Yeah, crumping was season six. Yeah, because Payless Shoes. Oh man, well, there was also one where they had to read a teleprompter. Yes, yep. we saw that one. Which yeah. one was that? Uh, that was the season four or five one that okay. we saw. That, uh, so this man. Is- this is this is so hard because like models have sometimes have to act and actually yeah. it's interesting Emily that you said some of them have gone on to acting careers none of the teleprompter reads we saw were <laughs> right <laughs> no yeah or the did you see the British dialect one yeah that was the same one that was the same one okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it almost felt like they were making fun of them the whole yeah. show which it sometimes did which is a weird tone on the show sometimes it does feel like they're making fun of the contestants. Yeah, I think they started out just being like, these women are going to be models. And then I think as the show went on, they were like, some of these women are just interesting, but they're not going to be models. So maybe we should be, I feel like they kind of changed the challenges to be like, maybe they'll go on to be like, you know, Entertainment Tonight, uh, like 
uh, correspondence sure. or like whatever. Like, so they kind of started changing things to make it that they could be more, like a brand thing more than just like a model. So it's like America's um, next famous person. I suppose that's maybe the, yeah, that's kind of feels like the direction they were going in. Cause they were like, honestly in modeling, there's maybe you're not going to get there, but it's like, it's such a catch 22 because you're casting these girls cause they're interesting, but then they don't, that's not part of the job that they're going out for. Right. So I think it kind of like, was it, I think it worked. And I think you also got to see people really, really <laughs> be terrible. Yeah. Well, the teleprompter one, like I've done some cold reads and they d- picked only hard words. Yeah. They picked a yeah. lot of names that maybe if you were new fashion better you would know, but I would If you not. know fashion at all. Okay. Yeah, you names. see that's all the other thing. That, yeah. You're supposed to know that stuff if you're a model. You're supposed to know everything about like designers and Carl Lagerfeld. It even on, sounds out. I mean, well, yeah. that, okay, or, you picked one. Or the word magenta. magenta. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That snagged up most of them. Most so of them were like magnet. Magneto? Is this about X-Men? <laughs> I did, like <laughs> that was a great choice the girls who were like I'm just going to say words that are close confidently like yeah. magneto is a way better answer than like magenta like just but, the yeah. confident wrong was so much funnier is that so? yeah. and also i think that they were trying to go for confident wrong i think that they were trying to trip up the girl that got sent home the girl that she yelled at i think that's what they were trying to do with that because she oh. was very sensitive to the fact that she wasn't she didn't feel like she was as worldly as the other girls so i think that they pushed i think that they chose that to push her that's yeah. my opinion i don't know if that's true Interesting. So you you suspect that they had like an agenda with the choices? I think that they sometimes would try to do stuff to like put like, you know, wrapping a girl in cords who like had put on weight on the show. Like I think they intentionally <laughs> choose like I mean, challenges and, and things, just, yeah, to bring out qualities in people, you know? Leaving girls in rooms full of bagels. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Tiffany. We'll see you in three hours. <laughs> Your challenge today is these bagels smell great. <laughs> That'd be a tough challenge. Also, fix your legs. Okay. <laughs> do you have? Do you guys have favorites? Do you have any people that you really liked? Oh, I, I was super a big fan of uh, Brie in season. Oh, Brie's great. Six, She's lovely. Uh, five or six. Who? She, not only does she have a signature walk, which involves high knees, which I love. <laughs> yeah. uh, the horsey walk. The yeah. horsey walk. You got to very. It's yeah. very close. But she seemed very close. She seemed grounded, and she seemed like she wasn't putting up with other people's crap, and that she was just like she was like sensible. And yeah. I really like somebody who, you know, in in a sea of girls who are just like willowy and they don't know what's going on. Brie was like, "Oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm here, and yeah. uh, I'm a, a, like this is a job. Be a professional." Was and she? That's, oh man, I can't remember her at all. Oh okay. I mean, I remember the horsey walk, so it must be that. Was yeah. she the one that got into the fight with someone about, like, she... No, that was a different girl. Uh, I remember people picking fights with her, but I can't remember exactly what they were about. Oh. But she, yeah, she was a good girl. I saw... There was a girl from a later season named Allison, who I think um, she just had these enormous eyes. Like, oh, sure. Very wafy girl, huge eyes, and kind of had this, like... She looked like a painting. It was kind of lovely. I saw her at a bar recently, oh. and I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> Emily's true Hollywood stories. <laughs> does, d- does she look like kind of like an alien in person too? Uh, yeah, she looks a little bit more uh, n- like not like she was not exaggerating her features as much as they did for photo shoots on the show. But like you know, still gorgeous, very tall, uh, beautiful, perfect, wonderful. And I kind of just stared at her. And then our friends were talking, and I kind of went, "Hey," and she went, "Hi," and I wanted to be like, "I know who you are." 
<laughs> but I didn't do that. And uh, that was the end of our conversation. But she was one of my favorites even before I saw her at the bar. I thought she like was weird and would like make paintings with blood and like was like kind of a weird little goth girl uh, in the sea of, of kind of girls who desperately wanted to be models. And I thought that was kind of cool. How long have you been in Los Angeles, Emily? Uh, I moved here in 2010. 2010. So, so in the six years, how like what percentage of time would you say is you trying not to yell, I know who you are? Because <laughs> it, like it comes up a lot when I'm around there. And I was just in New York and I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson sitting somewhere looking oh, like he didn't amazing. want to be disturbed. And I thought I probably shouldn't yell, I know who you are at him. Uh, it's, I would it's say a lot. The, there's a lot. I see celebrities all the time, but... Uh, the rule is you never, ever speak to them ever. But, uh, what I've learned is that if you recognize someone from a reality show, that's a person that doesn't get recognized very often. And they are going to be so excited when you like know who they are. Oh, nice. So okay. the only, the only people I ever acknowledge, like I have, I asked Jack Black what his name was once. I swear to God, <laughs> just cause I was like, I'm not letting you win this one, <laughs> sir. Uh, oh, who are you again? Touché, uh, but Jack. <laughs> Uh, but I will, if I see someone from a reality show, I'll like make a big deal out of going over and like saying hi to them or someone from a band, uh, because oh, okay. I don't think they get recognized very often. Yes, but if it's like a super famous, never, 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 never. I, I, oh, who was, uh, what was that woman from American Gladiators that we loved? Chris and Tanya? Uh, Crush? Was it Cru- no, no, Crush is, she's the one who's the. She's famous now. Yeah, she's famous yeah. now. The, the other, Helga? the one who won, the contestant who won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's oh, wait, her name? Monica. Mom? Monica, the mom. Monica, yeah. yeah. I ran into her at in an airport, and I, was, I, I talked to her, and she was very excited, because that never happens. And Aww, so it totally awesome. made her day. And she was just like... See, I think that's a good a, one to do. Yeah. Also, rip American Gladiators. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. That was the best. I, we, <laughs> I've watched, we, have, we have all watched some dumb competition shows before, so we know from them. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, I think of all the competition shows I watch and America's Next Top Model, because I remember watching it when they would just do like, I don't even know, like four days of nonstop like, yeah. cycles back to back to back oxygen on TV. Oxygen still does. Yeah. Oxygen's oh my a big one for that. Gosh. Yeah. I lost probably, what, six years of my life. I don't even know. <laughs> like, just like it would come on and then like time would, would time disappear. Would move. Yeah. That happens yeah. to me still a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just has this like this thrall that is really hard to... Uh, Hard huh. to avoid. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, let me ask you a quick question, Tanya, because we're sure. we going to move on here in a second. But I want to know, uh, you've spent some time around models, a lot of time around models. Sure. How, like, like on a scale from like where like Top Chef is like somewhat related to the normal cooking procedure and Project Runway has nothing to do with fashion design. Like, where does this fall as like actually teaching or highlighting actual skills of actual models? So I will say that the time that you're spending with the the girls in the house is is just silly and not right. at all related, um, which is unfortunate because it is a huge chunk of the show. But we're well, not necessarily I will say trying is, to be though. It's mostly just trying to be you know like girls in a house being silly. Well, it's just like drama. Yeah, it's just yeah. a drama factory. Yeah. But the cool thing I will say, and this is something I didn't necessarily remember because I I stopped watching ANTM for a while when I was working backstage. So impressive how fast I, you said that. because because i i stopped being able to find it as relatable Uh, but in going back and seeing these episodes i i was really aware of how like tyra is very specific about the way that she talks about the different types of modeling that are out there and what the different girls will be good for and so i think the the fact that the integration of runway challenges 
is less intense in the later seasons, it seems like to me, mm-hmm. um, is really smart because the reality of it is everyone who could be a model and like call themselves a model as their job is not going to walk on a runway. Like yeah. there are going to be lots of people that are models their whole careers and never do runway and that's do, fine. do like finger hut catalogs. Yeah. Exactly. There's, like, there's exactly. many, many ranges. Finger yeah. Hut? Yeah. Yeah. That's a store, I think. Right? Finger hut? What do they sell? I, I hope it's I not think, fingers. I was not expecting. <laughs> I was not expecting a follow-up question, so I do not know. Finger so, yeah, Hut so is a real to, store. To... Uh, it's a mail order company, and their slogan is "Now you can," because you got extra fingers before you couldn't, and now you have the fingers <laughs> you need. Uh, they sell so, yeah, automobile you... seat covers. Is that what you were thinking of? Is that what you uh-huh. wanted? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You could be modeling on a seat cover. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like hearing us talk about reality competition shows? Well, you're in luck, buddy, because we're in the middle of the third season of our side podcast, Pack Your Mics, on the Sesame Network. For the low, low price of zero dollars, you too can hear an extra hour of us talking every single week. But Chris, is it about all competition shows? Not at all. It's about Top Chef, the greatest competition show since American Gladiators in the history of television. Uh, what if I don't watch Top Chef? Will I like it? I don't know your life. Probably not, but maybe a little. Huh. If you really like us, you'll like it. Or, if you want to hear Ezra's baby watching TV in the background because his wife is on the show too, so Elmo has to babysit for him for an hour, sure. If you like that, you'll definitely like it. So, so it really is about Top Chef. It's not just like a jumping off point for long sexual tangents? Well, there certainly are some tangents, Alex, but yes, it's really, really about Top Chef. Every week, we talk in more detail than is strictly necessary about the most recent episode of the cooking-based reality TV show. Is it funny? Sometimes it's funny. We have funny nicknames for some of the contestants. That's pretty good, right? Oh, I love that part. What else? Did I mention hearing Ezra's baby? Yes, you did. And Top Chef. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. There's got to be some other selling point also it's free oh come on oh i know tanya hosts it and she's great she is great you really aren't selling this show very hard nope why not yeah this is specifically an ad for that podcast why not sell the podcast a little harder well it's just a little weird thing we do on the side that's super fun for us because we love talking about top chef and people listen which is cool but even if zero people listen, we'd probably do exactly the same thing every week. We just like talking about Top Chef with Ezra's baby in the background. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the best sales pitch possible. If you like Top Chef and or us having fun, then you'll probably like Pack Your Mics. And if you don't, stay the hell away from our fun thing with your mean bullshit. Yeah. Go to PackYourMics.com to subscribe or search for Pack Your Mics in your favorite podcast app. Or don't. We're fine either way. So now you guys come for the game of top five. Top five. So top five is our mini game segment where I'm going to uh, introduce some uh, very loose definition of games. Uh, the first one is a game I'm calling Pick Two. So I've got two pictures. I'm going to give you three options, but you can only turn okay. around two pictures to keep them around. Okay. So the long way of eliminating one of these three people. Yes. <laughs> Right. And also, you have to say, you still are in the running to become America's t- next top model. In case on episode 12, the girl like forgets what show she's on, 
And yeah. it's good to remind her. So she's not like... I mean, she's probably crying a lot already. She so, is. You know, you but if you want to keep her in the moment. Yeah. And if you turned fresh. around the photo and you're like, you're still in the running to be America's next great fast casual restaurant or whatever, she would be very surprised. Yeah. Um, so your options... So I want you guys to keep two of the winners of season two, four, and six, which were Yana oh, House, Naima Mora, and oh, Danielle Evans. Do you remember them? I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of those do you pick? So if this is like All-Stars version of those three. Are we picking collectively? Well, no, each, each of you. I just... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to agree. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember like ways to describe... Chris, do you remember these? I think you're probably going to have the hardest time. Yeah. So, Joanna uh, uh, in season two has uh, short brown hair. Yeah, real short and, hair. And... Uh, Overpronounces all her words. Yes, yes. and uh, she's a little full of herself. Uh, and she did not pretty well. She was na- how I feel about her. She was named the face <laughs> of the CW network. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was. She was gorgeous. Yeah, she, she has some, She has one right photo away. of her wearing a helmet. That's like maybe the best photo that's ever come out of that show. Of I her say. wearing a helmet. Yeah, if you all look right, up Yolanda helmet, helmet, and Naisha also from season four. Naima, Naima, sorry, don't get it twisted. Yeah, that sorry. is a great uh, She photo, also right. has short hair, um, and she uh, won $10,000 worth of diamonds in the episode that we saw. There were a couple right. episodes where they just gave away a shit ton of diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Danielle, was Danielle the one in season six who uh, talks more Southern than anything else? Um, I forget. Yes? I don't remember she, her. She was not my pick a, to win. I was right in the first the two, that... two episodes. I was like, I picked the winner. I was like, this person went. I got both Joanna and Naima right, but uh, I did not pick Danny Evans. Well, I will say that it seems like we're all in agreement that it's Joanna and Naima. Yeah, it does seem like Danny's <laughs> yeah. going to win it just by both. Uh, you can't even I, remember the other lady. Uh, <laughs> I, feel like I Dan- really don't like Joanna. So I oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 oh man, I, I yeah, I'm pretty her. sure. I think I think when Danny won, she has the famous soundbite of her like crying and being like, Mom! I think that's her, <laughs> if I'm remembering properly. But maybe I'm maybe I'm smushing her oh, up like with it. somebody else. Um, I d- let's see. Uh, Danny went on to write a book called "The Skinny on Getting In," which could be about oh. a lot of things. Interesting. Okay, probably okay. better than Model Land. Yeah, let's Good for not, her. Let's not yeah, probably. It. All right, uh, let's try. It. Maybe this one will be a little better. Uh, pick two of the season twenty weirdos. So there's married at eighteen, divorced at eighteen. There's oh, duct tape Jordan. Duct tape shoes, too much work. Um, and then there's the awkward one who did the hula hoop on her ankle. Pick pick two. Ooh. Oh, and she like hurt herself or something she during the, the one, oh, She was the one who didn't know she was pretty, right? Yeah. With so. the big gap between her teeth. Oh no, that's a different girl. This is the Shit. The the blonde one. Yeah, the blonde the, one like, just super no, weird, wears, awkward like, energy. She wears like bands a lot. Yeah. But like okay. also photographed incredibly well and you would not like it was She's, she was the one where I was like, oh, ma- like maybe like what you just see talking to people is different from what you would see in photo. Like they know how to make you like they. they yeah, I, some they, people I, photograph really, really well. Yeah. 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 She and she does. Me. She has an odd set of features. But Kelly Catron described her as Kurt Cobain's love child in Seattle. Yes. Yeah, that's right. OK, I'm looking. I can, okay. I'm, I'm looking at her now. I'm like, yes, that's all it. right. So of the three of those, keep two. <laughs> Not necessarily for next time model, but like keep two just in your life. Oh, in life? Okay. Ooh. That is different. Oh. Mm. I'm going to say Married at 18 is the one I drop. I'm, I, I would keep uh, Hula Hoop Girl because sports. Yeah. Yes. And I would keep uh, Beard Guy because, uh, you know, warmth. I think Hula Hoop Girl was probably the easiest one to keep on that list. I think she's yeah. pretty yeah. rad. 
That one guy ex- exhibited a lot of anger and rage in later episodes. The oh. beard guy for oh. like a yeah, that's for not like, great. No, yeah. that surprised me though. Dropping. Yeah, he was he was my drop. That duct tape shoes thing was that was rough, so stupid stuff. Ugh. But also, I got really tired of hearing about that girl's marriage. At oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, in that gosh. first episode, she almost said ten times, "Married at eighteen, divorced at 18. We're like, we get it. That's yeah. your story. We get it. Real short. They yeah. never say how old the guy was. By the way, no, they didn't. Um, but by he, the way, somewhere he's on a reality show going married at forty two, divorced at forty two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I only want to keep hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one. She was the only one who was nice to Chris, the the nut puncher. Yeah, and then he he turns on her. I don't mean to spoil it oh, for you guys, no. but he, oh, no, he I I, l- I welcome these spoilers. This is fascinating. It's <laughs> no, good to know because I was so sad. I, I was like, I thought she was so great. She was like, he's so lonely. And then she came over and was like, you can't isolate yourself. You got to be be honest with people. You got to be open. Like she was really great. But may I say something? You're not here to make friends. It's a fucking competition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stop it. <laughs> We've talked about this before about Top Chef, but I do think you actually kind of are there to make friends sometimes. At a least, little bit. At least in the professional show like Top Chef where it's like you're meeting other amazing chefs doing good work. I mean, work. yeah, you're networking. These people yeah. aren't networking. These are not networking. That's true. These are weirdos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, keep to the season 20 sob stories. Not the people, just the stories themselves. I used to uh, be heavy, and then I did water polo, polo and became a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tyra found me <laughs> in an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a janitor. Oh, I like janitor dad. You did? I, Marvin? That was Marvin, I think. Yeah, I that was Marvin. I'm tired of hearing about his dad cleaning toilets. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I mean, I love ice cream, and I like cars, and water polo. You know, I said sports before, but it's it's a it's a dirty sport. It is. Actually, nut puncher should have played that game, because that's what they do yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, a nut punchy yeah. sort of sport. I, I, yeah, I'm going ice cream truck. For sure, See, keeping him. I, I, He's I still in the running. I got hearing about the ice cream truck because Tyra was so proud of herself that I was like, "All right, we get it." Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you once got in line for ice cream and saw a hot dude. Okay, <laughs> Tyra's meals. She eats ice cream. You guys, She's just like me. I feel like I can relate to her. Uh, all right. Uh, how about co-hosts Rob Evans, Bro Hat, or noted fashion photographer? Only keep keep two. Who oh. was Rob Evans? Not oh, Rob Evans was the really hot guy, super hot, yeah. and then super. And then, I'm dropping douche hat, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You you like you like Nigel better than douche hat? I really like Nigel. I, like Nigel too. I actually, I, bro, uh, I was I called him bro hat, but douche hat. Like he grew on me. I hated I like him at first, yeah. but he actually knew a lot of things and really. This is one thing I like about the show, and there's not a ton of things, but this is one is that it does seem like everybody is trying to make you better. Like, they're yeah. free with advice. They're very open with giving you suggestions and trying to make you better. I would agree with that. Like, the producers totally. want you to look stupid on television, but the people on the show are trying to help. Um, last one. Keep two mistakes to make on a reality TV show. <laughs> Cheating on your boyfriend, not being able to pronounce basic words, or nut-punching everybody. I'm gonna drop the nut punching. <laughs> Don't do that. I think you'd rather you'd I'll rather sh- cheat on a on a boyfriend on TV. I'd rather watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh. <laughs> I meant if you were on a show, different. Yeah, if, if oh, I, that is entirely different. If yes. I'm doing it, I will nut punch all day long, and I will also want to pronounce words really well. So I'm gonna have to drop the pronouncing the words and still cheat on my boyfriend. So sorry. That's why. It's sorry, boyfriend. It's a. I said keep two. It's a tough game. Don't tell my husband. It's, it's, <laughs> They're Secrets. models. Do you know what that means? <laughs> I mean, that it doesn't count? 
Exactly. I That's was okay. Let's talk about the cheating for one second because I felt like when the way the guy reacted, I was like, "Yeah, this is for the best." Yeah, he I, was a weirdo. He freaked out hardcore. Yeah. Oh man, I really feel like that phone call should not have been recorded. Yeah, <laughs> really, like when he started crying and we were still listening, I was like, "This is wrong." How can I hug you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had sex. Like, it was just. Oh, rough. <laughs> and it felt like it was like still in the kind of earlier days of reality TV where it's like you're not going to get it nowadays that guy would know he was being recorded it would be oh, like yeah, a different that's... like it just was like like the first season of real world where people just didn't know enough to filter themselves yeah. like that oh, yeah, was some raw stuff yeah I'm... yeah well and I feel like they just at a certain point in reality television evolution they just take your phones away like there's yeah. no phoning anyone ever yeah. unless like you've already signed like six waivers right. and so the person <laughs> on the other line well right. and that's why Nanena was using a landline to call her boyfriend that's true that was they have that, that one phone which yep. they get into fights over that phone in other seasons too because... oh it's like the duck phone in Jersey Shore sure I yeah. don't know that but yes probably yeah true. just just at the it's exactly like that phone Emily in Jersey <laughs> In Jersey Shore, they only have one phone in the house that they all have to use and their cell phones are taken away. Uh, but it's a duck. And when it rings, it goes quack, quack, quack. It's great. Anyway. Uh, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> it's the best part of that show by far. Um, uh, I, I actually thought, though, that I hate like the way he was crying. Like I get that this is a bad thing that just happened to you. But he started y- swearing her real quick. He got real mean to her. Um, but yes. also, just like she said... He was like, what did you do? And she said, think of the worst thing that I could have done. And he said, you had sex? And that's also like a real low imagination. Yeah. So many worse things she could have done. You murdered a prostitute? I was lonely in Europe and this happened and I feel bad. Is something that you can totally recover from relationship-wise with reasonable people. Yeah, whereas right? murdering somebody in Italy... Yeah, she was like, not so much. If she was if, like, if you were like, "What's the worst thing I could have done?" And I was like, "Oh, you just you saw a guy riding by on a moped and you knocked him over and you killed him for no reason and then threw him into the canal." But that that would be the worst. Also, that would be a specific. weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> no one's having any memories, right, Alex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just mean like, if someone ever says like, "What's the worst thing that could happen?" I f- I take that as a challenge. <laughs> I think it's a creative <laughs> challenge. Sure. Speaking of challenge, can we invent a challenge? It felt like a lot of the challenges on the show were pretty, uh, like out there, pretty bonkers. So, is there a challenge you'd like to make ten model, uh, hoping to be model girls do? Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I said, can we? Because this is not just called the game is not invent a challenge because it might be too hard. Yeah. It's hard because with twenty two seasons and I've seen every single episode, I'm so scared of like. <laughs> okay, how about this? What is? Do you have a, a favorite or least favorite challenge that you can tell us about? I do like when they, uh, I like when they have to, it's weird, but I like when they have to um, sell a product or like pitch mm. pitch something because I like seeing them try to be creative in like a different fashion because a lot of these girls have just, for good reason, relied on their looks for a long time and have not had to use that part. Uh, and so I really like that. And I also like it when they're intentionally made ugly and still have to be pretty because Miss J always talks about pretty ugly. Like you gotta be yeah. or ugly pretty, I think is how he or and like the yeah, broken yeah, down yeah. doll and like I'm always fascinated when you like intentionally like make someone unattractive and then try to find beauty in that. So I think that's okay. a I mean you put cool. their pull their we hair. Got yeah. this. We got call this. them a librarian. 
And then <laughs> they have not done that actually, but that would that would be cool. Yeah, I think we can build the perfect challenge here. So they're selling something. They look like broken down dolls. Like, what if they're selling like a uh, gorilla glue or something that can put things back together? They're in this kind of like you know broken down thing. Oh. I also love it when they're oh just God. about to fall over. So <laughs> heels so and on a treadmill, treadmill or a, or a rotating platform. Now that treadmill thing was insane. and they have to be like so selling something. So it's on video. You know, okay. it's not just a still. Well, I like all. That. I like I like yeah. that too. I also like when they had to do other show their other skills, like in the acting and the the dialect one, because oh, it gave them God. a chance for misplaced confidence. It was a perfect <laughs> opportunity for someone to be like, "Well, I did four years of theater," and then cut to the guy going, "She was awful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a girl said, "This is really my challenge," they're yeah. always going to be bad. They're going to totally. be terrible. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that. that was a pretty good challenge. I think we did it. Um, yeah. One more. One more question. Game thing is, uh, could, we've talked about this a little bit. I think on the show before, but is there any job left that doesn't have a competition show about it that ought to? Is there something we would enjoy watching people try to break into? Customer service representative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> America's get next great customer service rep. CSR. Do we even yeah. call it CSR? Oh, um, uh, yes. Yeah. CRS? I just can't nope. get the letters fast enough. Yeah, know. there you go. I would I would so watch that show. I have so many thoughts on like the ways that you have to like walk that line between your script and just like who you are and like relating yeah, you know? yourself. You got to be and yourself. Like, and yeah. Jason, but call him Keith on the phone is really good at selling people to take the you know two minute survey after the call. <laughs> oh man, you know I'm never gonna take your survey. Just so you know, <laughs> save yourself the I've trouble. Had, you know what? I've had CSR so good I did take the survey. <laughs> mm. That's very Get them impressive. On TV. <laughs> or what, you could do that show as a like as a radio show that it's just on the phone. They have to or a call podcast. in the challenge. Yeah, or podcast like a yeah, call in fun. challenges. Oh, I, my cat! My cat's attacking me now. I don't think she likes this idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- producer cat's not on board. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. So how about like snow shovelers, where you take like you know twelve people in their silver years faced with a large snowstorm. <laughs> A lot of heart that attacks. Has a real life mortality <laughs> rate. That's not nice. <laughs> That's not nice at all. But Chris, Chris did say he likes when people are almost falling. <laughs> yeah, I do. There's there's some there's some slip and falls. Uh, One you know, of the challenges is it's on a runway. It's on a moving runway. No, oh God. <laughs> uh, no, I do like an idea of a show that's like that's four people in their golden years, uh, where they have to compete for that. They have to read a menu without their readers. Oh, God, I would oh. cry. I'd just cry oh, just the whole like time. A, just go to like a hip young person restaurant where they can't hear each other and <laughs> the light is too low. It's so sad. My parents yeah. really love it, but they call it vegan food. <laughs> so when they come to town, they're like, can we go to some vegan restaurants? And I'm like, okay. oh, bless. <laughs> it's very cute. Though. And, so then, many levels. and then when you leave, you have to tip extra for, because they didn't. <laughs> I gave them a nickel. <laughs> Don't you ever say my parents don't tip well. Just kidding. Just, that's just parents. I didn't mean that to be yours. Suddenly, suddenly I'm very offended. <laughs> so close to home. All right. So now we're going to do the minor compliment. We're going to in reverse order. Everybody say one more favorite thing about the show. A-N-T-M. Uh, you got it. Chris, you're first. Yeah. Um, I, we have touched on this, and I think it's been, been apparent uh, throughout the conversation. But I think one of the most entertaining things about this show is just that where these models are in their careers and in life and the pressure of this show makes them all just beautiful wrecks. They are all mm-hmm. just like these pretty people who are emotionally 
uh, a, a house of cards. And it, it's so set up for that, even more than any other reality show I've ever seen, that it's... And they're just pretty. A lot of other ones, it's fun watching. A lot of other shows, they have to like force them to drink a lot to make them a mess. And these are just like they're eighteen, so they're already pretty emotional. Well, eighteen and being judged, you know, yeah, for your looks, about yeah, for your looks, what you can't change. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it it, it is a beautiful mess for everybody. Is there so Emily? Have there been like people who just like handled it like a champ from day one? Uh, Every once in a while, but everybody, I feel like everybody goes through like their own type of breakdown at some point <laughs> presumably yeah if you were like i never cry they wouldn't put you on the show yeah exactly if you seem like super super stable and like don't suffer fools yeah. in like a a, no, a normal way then yeah probably not gonna make it on the show <laughs> yeah, on your application it's like how many fools will you suffer some uh, seven many? to eight yeah. yeah yeah none and then you get rejected uh <laughs> my minor compliment is there's uh, two minor comments really quick it's just two things that totally made me laugh one, I don't know if this—I don't think this was on purpose—but they were on the roof for this crumping dance shoot with these uh, angry clown characters, and the and the um, the, photo- the photo director is like, "We need a cool photographer to really bring some urban edge to this shoot." And then out walks this very pale redhead, and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kevin O'Shaina." And then he is just the Irishest and least—not uh, what I was expecting, the least what I was expecting for <laughs> urban edge. I'm sure there's an urban part of uh, Ireland. I don't know. He just yeah. is not what I was expecting. Several, actually. <laughs> They're very gangster over there, in it, fact. It cracked me up. The other thing that I thought was super funny um, was... Uh, uh, oh, there was a guy in season 20, uh, before the like the second big cut, uh, there were, the guys were in the bus and they were like, what are your chances of moving on? What do you think? And one of the guys was like, 100%. I'm feeling really good today. And I had never seen him before in the episode. And I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the first time you talk, that's actually a zero percent chance. Yeah, if they focus in on someone being like, I really miss my kids and I right. I you're like, Well, you're going home yeah. this week. So Is that wait, is that true if you if you mention missing your kids? I think if you not mentioning it, but if they are highlighting how much like how much you miss someone or how whatever, like they're trying to get all your backstory in that they can before they That is such a classic Top Chef thing. Is like yeah. if you call your kids at home, you are going home today. Oh, hundred percent. Project Runway does it too. Yeah. Uh, most of these shows do that. Yeah. yeah. Call yeah. do not call your kids if you want to stay on TV. Right? <laughs> you they'll be fine when you get back. They'll uh, be fine. They won't even remember. <laughs> Tanya, what's your minor compliment? Um Mine actually ties into the beautiful Rex thing. I It just reminds me that being 20, no matter who you are, or how you look, is just garbage town. Yeah. Like, it's so hard because you're just you're reconciling with so many different aspects of yourself. You're like, ah, oh, who am I? Oh, I guess I like my parents. Ah, oh, like, who will I ever be? Like, and then on top of that, if you're just incredibly beautiful and then suddenly you have to be a, like, have a Cockney accent for a couple hours, like... <laughs> Things are crazy. Doing something that sounds like My Fair Lady, but clearly isn't. It's a rewritten My Fair Lady. Sunny Rose? Question mark. I just it just really brings into sharp relief like how exciting it is not to be twenty. Yeah, not being twenty anymore is the raddest. And if you're currently if you're currently twenty and you're like, gosh, this doesn't feel like anything I've ever experienced. Like, kudos to you. I'm so happy for you. Chris had a great 20. I'm sorry, Chris. I don't want to take anything away from you. Yeah, I, I really peaked. It's been downhill. 
Uh, uh, well, that leaves you, Emily. Why don't we end, uh, end with you? What is your minor compliment? Well, mine is quite vain, but I have actually Ooh. gotten um, much. I've gotten good at having my photo taken because of oh, this. Oh no, show. that's that's not vain. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. Tell us what? everything. Skill building. Yeah. I just like I. They were like, you we well, got to study. Light? You got to find your light. You got to know what your angles are that are good. You have to like, and you have to like change it up every time. And it's not like I do photo shoots all the time, but when I do photo shoots. Um, I, I know like how to kind of position my body and I know how to, uh, find the light and I, I have a sense of that. And you smize um, and you're never a no neck monster. I, sm- I smize a little bit. I do stretch out the neck. That is very important. I drop yeah. my shoulders. I, I hear Miss J and I hear Tyra in my ears whenever I'm getting that done. And it used to be that I would just kind of freeze and like, and I'm not saying all my photos are not amazing, but I would say over the years, my I photos of myself I think everybody... have gotten... <laughs> yeah. If you went to Instagram right now, they would find just the most perfect <laughs> selfies. Oh, well, I'm not talking about selfies. Those oh. are always trash. Those oh, okay. are the worst. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if, if someone else is taking my photo, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at like knowing how to like – they're better. They're better than they used to be, I, w- I will say. So I, I have time to I definitely felt that. watching that like I didn't get enough from the show that I am better, but I noticed that there was a better. And so I wonder – like when, when people say like oh, I just don't photograph well, which I've always sort of felt with myself – uh, maybe it is just that I'm not. I don't know these things, and it, some you just need them. to watch 22 seasons of this show. <laughs> all right, buckle it That's up. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> we watched like six hours for this week, and that was kind of a lot. No, you need more. <laughs> uh, just, just get in there. You need to get it in your bones. You know? <laughs> I let it wash over you. I have seen things like uh, where people say like, if you like squint a little bit, it looks like you're uh, you got a real person in there. I don't know. Yeah, there's, sure some, there's some good tips. <laughs> my, my biggest hope anytime I take a picture is that someone will look at my picture and say, well, I think there's a person in there. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to say. All right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about The Bachelor season 20, the current season. That's right. We are going to keep this garbage reality train chugging along down the garbage reality tracks. I watched the first episode of season 20, and I am so confused and angry, and I don't know why any of this is happening. Uh, so we'll have that. We'll have Sarah Hathaway back. She's watched every episode to date of The Bachelor. So it's going to be a great conversation, but uh, my head just might explode. As always, you can jump on the conversation by emailing us podcasts at read-weep.com on facebook.com slash weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. Let us know what you think of The Bachelor and give us game ideas, suggestions, whatever you want to make sure we talk about. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. You know it. And at the Gynomite, uh, it was so great it's to actually you. The, it's actually the Gynomite, but that's fine. Gynomite. Who's counting? Who's kind of? It's a Twitter handle. <laughs> hard to pronounce. I was going to correct you. Really? <laughs> Sorry. It's, no, it's probably... You would not believe... People are like, the Gynomist, right? And I'm like, no, that's not it, no, actually. Close, the Gynomite. Uh, and I, if I had thought about it, maybe I would have said a different name for myself when I joined in 2009. But hey, what are you going to do? See, that's, you wait now. When someone, a lot of the time, that's the, that kind of handle means that you were a really early adopter before <laughs> people knew it was going to be real names. 
everyone thought, oh, we got to be super weird on our on our Twitter handles. Uh, what did I know? Anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> at the Ginomite, G-Y-N-O-M-I-T-E. Also, so tell us, actually, I want one recommend. I'm going to make you a recommendation for people is that they should read. Emily wrote a couple of articles for GQ about sex during the holidays, one for Christmas and one for Valentine's Day, and they're both great reads. <laughs> Those are the most hard-hitting journalistic things <laughs> I've ever written. Well, I, I was GQ. Like, I knew what I was getting into. Oh, but lovely. The one, one is about uh, doing it at uh, your parents' house where you're home yes. over the holidays. And then the Thanksgiving, or the, not Thanksgiving, different one. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, too, some other Just time. don't do it. Actually, you're too full. Don't, don't have sex on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's my advice. How, how do you handle Arbor Day in your relationship? Uh, you get in a tree and you, you just bone away. Just do it in a tree. Yeah. The Valentine's Day one was about how it is still fun even when you're scheduling sex, so you could try that at other times in your relationship. And that one was great. Oh, thank you. It was thank really you. funny. I that. But also, tell us about your book. So, su- tell us about Super You. Give us the... the um, well, yeah. I, before I did any of the things I'm doing now, I was a therapist for like seven years. And so, it's a basically, it's a self-esteem guide and a self-improvement guide that I wrote uh, essentially to my teenage self, which was a very uh, angry and... Uh, sarcastic self. So it's like a funny but uh, genuine self self esteem and self improvement guide, essentially. Do you? So since you turned out great, do you worry like if you had more self esteem, then it would? That wasn't sorry. supposed to be a snort oh, laugh line. That was more. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. <laughs> you, didn't even, you didn't even take that compliment a little. <laughs> you were so not buying. That. I apologize. Uh, anyway, what were you saying about how great I turned out? I just I wonder like like when people are fun like especially when people are funny like you're like oh I was so sarcastic as a kid if you'd had way more self-esteem would you not be funny now do you ever wonder that That's interesting I I I've learned to say that the the idea that you have to suffer to be interesting I I used to ascribe to because that's the path I took but I now realize there are many other paths and I could have taken another path and ended up just as awesome as I am right now but <laughs> Well, I always say, because people ask about, like, damage for comedians, and I always, like, because I did not have any suffering ever. It's ridiculous. Um, you don't, that's a, it's a crazy, to me, it's a crazy thing to think that you have to suffer or have to be damaged. Oh, to I was going to say, no, I was going to say that I'm proof that it really would have helped. <laughs> that's where I was going with that, but I No one can take that. a compliment today. Yes! <laughs> that's, that is the thing about people uh, who become comedians, likely cannot take a compliment. Absolutely. Um... <laughs> Well, you also, I also like people keep telling me I have bad legs, and that's been really hard to get through. <laughs> I hear it all the time. That isn't true. Your legs are great. Are they? See, I'm not taking this compliment either because it sounded no. sarcastic. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. All right. <laughs> We've got some shit to work out, uh, but uh, thank you so much for being here, Emily. It was a pleasure. Yeah, to talk thank to you guys for having me. This was great. Such a perfect uh, suggestion. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Psh.